Hey guys, it's Carly. And this is Jade. Welcome to Mommy's Tell All. Hello. Oh my goodness. Jade, it's nice to see a face because I have been basically four days of being alone in a snowstorm, like talking to the walls. <laughs> with no children here. Making, making friends I with the like, flies. Yes, I was. Um... And it's nice to actually talk to somebody. One of my friends did, uh, we FaceTimed and drank some wine together for a little while and that was fun. But that was like the most like human interaction I've had and like I feel like, oh, I feel like a week. It's been so long. <laughs> you can call it's me. So I'm over here just like knee deep or elbow deep in children, so. <laughs> oh my God, I should have. I was just sitting here like, uh, what do I do? What do I do? Um, and then, yeah, my friend messaged me and she's like, hey, she messaged me well she like facetimed me like two weeks ago and she was in her uh kids closet drinking wine hiding and That's i was like amazing. this is incredible let me go get some wine and uh and then she did it the other day too and i was like this is great i love our our wine chats now that's so funny that reminds <laughs> me of a bad mom good mom thing if we do that this segment or this podcast or if not remind me oh, for next yeah. episode but it reminds okay. me of something I just did. Oh, my God. Well, let's just start it off. Why oh. don't we just start off with a little good mom, bad mom of the week yeah, situation? No, it just I'm reminds me. Sure I have plenty. <laughs> it just reminds me of, like, I think this is, like, a good mom move, but maybe a bad mom move. But oh gosh. my kids, uh, the other day, they were looking for me, and my husband, Tanner, was clearly free to do what they needed him to do. And I could hear them coming, yelling, Mom, and I ran into this room. And ah! I like dove so fast in between the couch and the window so they couldn't see me. And they like came in and they were looking everywhere for me. And I just like hid in silence, just like oh, waiting for them to leave. And they didn't gosh. spot me and he had to help them. But I was just like, that's amazing. That you should do that like <laughs> multiple times a day. It was just <laughs> kids always. I feel at least my kids always just need mommy to do it. Mommy needs to do yeah. it. Mommy needs to do it. Even if my husband's right there available. But they still want me. It's, so in that moment, I was like, I can't right now. And I like, I seriously. That's incredible. Was like, I really love it. I was, it was like stealth speed. Like I flew in here. Because <laughs> you need it. You needed to hide. That's that's fantastic. I'm going to like, I mean, I can't do that because there's no one else here but me. But I'm going to keep that I think for you one day do it. when there is a man in this, this house. This is how you do it. <laughs> this is how you do it when it's just you. You play a nice game of hide and seek. And you hide. Oh, yeah. You just hide for a really long time. Man, mom, it's been hours. Where were you? I don't know. Or you tell them to go hide and you don't go looking. Oh, you just don't. Or no. you play, um, you play, mommy is, uh, let's play doctor. And mommy is going to be very sick. And you just lay there and let them take care take of you. Take a nap. <laughs> just take At least you're just nap. lying there. <laughs> these are all very good ideas these i'm are, going to use this these week. are all my bad mom bad influence they're suggestions. not no they're really actually fantastic <laughs> ideas that i am thankful for um yeah i i feel like i'm not actually sure if this is just like a sad mom moment mm. was it a good mom or bad mom i don't know what i was i tried i guess but Evan took the kids for, he's taking the kids every month now. He used to take them every other weekend for two nights. Now he's taking them every other weekend for four nights. Um, 
it's just a new thing we have in our parenting plan. He wanted the kids for more time. So I had told Bella like, hey, just so you know, when you're going to daddy's, like you're going to stay for a longer time. She knew this. And then when I was, when we were putting her in Evan's car to do like the switch off, because we switch off at like um, a Target parking lot in the middle of both of us. And she lost it. Mm. I mean, lost her mind. Like, it was the saddest thing I've ever seen. She's done that like once before, but not to this extent. And she was just screaming, like couldn't breathe, was like, get me out of this car seat, get me out. And she just like wanted to come home with me. And I like try, I mean, I tried like everything. Like I, she wanted a stuffed animal for my car. So I got it. I was like holding her. I was hugging her. I was like trying all the things. I finally got her iPad out, like tried to put on a movie, like, and I didn't know what to do. And finally I, it had been so long and I couldn't calm her down and I didn't know what to do. And I just had to close the door. Yeah. And it was so horrible. And she and Evan like drove off obviously. And then I, I mean, I didn't get like an update or anything. So I just didn't even, obviously she would have come out of it. She's a kid. She, she's fine. She loves going to her dad's house. But I was just like all weekend, like was sitting with that, like how sad that was. And then I didn't even like talk to her till the morning, like she came home, but it was so sad. And I was like, is that like, how do you even deal with those situations? I just didn't know how to deal with that. And I was like, I couldn't put her back in my car, you know, like it's his weekend. Like he obviously didn't really know what to do either. He was just going, I know Bella, it's so hard. But there was like, you know, it was just hor. It was just horrible for everybody. It was so sad. Yeah, that is hard. Especially like as the mom watching your kid, like I, I understand it's probably like, it's just hard in the fact you know you can't change it, right? Right. Um, but I feel like that's kind of, it's. I mean, it's different in a way, but it's similar in a way that like parents who have to take their kids to childcare, you know, or when a kid first starts preschool and they're just like having a, such a hard time. Like I've seen when I take Emmy into school, like sometimes like, a teacher having to sit there and like hold a screaming child who's trying to like it's horrible be, like they're trying to tear away from the teacher to run after their parent you know but yeah. eventually they like adjust back you know into the right. routine that's why I kept telling myself yeah. like eventually like it the adjustment won't even be an adjustment anymore it just will be like what it is yeah um, you think about but it was just yeah. sad and I was like sad because I was like oh my gosh this is also she probably felt in somehow like my sadness because she was going for mm. longer than she's gone yeah you know so I was like oh gosh this is really sad and yeah ugh, it was gross but I don't know if that was good mom or bad mom that was like sad mom should we add that one I think <laughs> yes I think good mom bad mom sad mom. I think we should normalize <laughs> sad mom yeah so I was sad and then of course like on the way home a car accident had happened like right in front of my car so then all of a sudden like I'm just get on the highway and I'm in front of this like just like oh gosh five fire trucks like three ambulances all this stuff and then there's this guy who like won't even let me over and then I finally get in front of him and then he cuts me off again so that he like we were all going in a road he cuts me off and then my road stops And so all these people now are going behind him and I'm stuck in front of this fire truck with this fireman looking at me like, I cannot believe that guy just cut you off in front of the scene of an accident and now you can't even go. And I couldn't, like, it was so hard to even get back over. I was like, this is really not good. (laughs) 
that was a sidebar. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, I'm excited because we have Michelle Chalfant on today. She is a licensed therapist. She's also a self-worth coach. She does this really cool thing. She has this website called The Adult Chair, and she's come up with this concept of how to heal uh as an adult, um, heal your adult self, heal your inner child. She has, um, so much information on her website, um, about all of this. And I'm so interested to talk to her because I did one of her meditations this morning. You you know, those things, like when we have those guests on there, we're like, oh my gosh, I cannot wait to talk to this person. That's how I feel about her because I just, I'm so interested in, you know, as a mom, I feel like we kind of lose ourselves and we kind of don't know who we are. And we're like, oh gosh, like who am I anymore? And how do I love myself again? And, and I feel like she is a person that like has the tools to do that yeah I think um it's like also as moms because it is so easy to lose ourselves within parenting and raising children and it's like we can tell ourselves it's just a season and it is and to know that it's only temporary to feel like especially in those early years um how Mm -hmm. how demanding it is of ourselves and our identities but it's also like um if we don't try to find who we are aside from that, then it's like, you also have to think about like, not only for yourself, but like the example you're setting for your kids, right? To, if we don't know how to love ourselves, if we don't know how to um, find that self-worth that Michelle talks about, which I'm excited to talk about too, it's like, um, then we could be repeating patterns for our children, totally. which we definitely don't want yeah. either. So I love right. that this is her work and I'm really excited to talk to her too. Me too. And I want to, um, I want to do well, the meditation that you did. I'm ex- I want to. Oh my gosh. It's so good. Yes. Also, this is another sidebar real fast, but do you remember when I was telling you that Bella was like, mom, have you seen you? Have you yes. seen your shoulders or whatever? And so the other day we were sitting there and I was like, Bella, I was like, do you know how beautiful you are? Aww. And she's like, what? And I was like, have you seen you? And I was like, I did the same thing to her and she like ate it up and it was so cute. That's so cute. But Bella was teaching me about my own self-worth, which I think is really cool. Um, Okay, so let's take a short break here from our sponsors and then let's come back and talk to Michelle. I'm so excited. Okay, Michelle, thank you so much for being with us. I'm I'm so excited. I was telling you... um, a bit before Jade hopped on here, but that I was on your um, website this morning and that there's so much incredible information. I think women, I mean, everyone kind of hit this place in their lives around a different age where you kind of, we talk about this all the time, but when you become a new parent and you Mm -hmm. kind of focus all of your attention on raising your children and you kind of forget who you are who am I anymore? And it's, and it's a question that I believe that some people don't explore and some people do. Um, some people don't know where to take the first step in that process. And one thing that's really cool is you have this model that you have created called the adult chair that really helps people find themselves again. I actually did your first meditation that was on there that was finding your inner child today. And it was so interesting, cathartic, and I was looking at all the comments and they're incredible. Um, So I guess first, now that I've just like spilled my guts here, uh, can you just (laughs) tell us 
how you started this concept and this model, where it came from, um, and kind of like expand on like how many, you have so many different things associated with this idea. All right, so let me tell you, um, I guess I'll start out with where this whole model came from. Okay. Um, so I grew up upstate New York, Rochester, and Italian family, and what I thought was a really great, great family. And I realized in high school that I felt what, I mean, I thought I was nervous a lot, like nervous stomach ache. But what I learned later was that it was anxiety. And then mm -hmm. I learned I had depression and I didn't. But back then, like nobody really talked about this stuff. So, totally. I was trying, you know, I had to figure it out on my own. Like nowadays, it's like everyone knows what these terms are. Right. So I was going through high school and then into college and I realized I was functionally depressed. And I believe a lot of people are, which means I had a boyfriend, I was in the in-group, you know, I could dress really well. And on the outside, I looked great, but on the inside, I was so sad and I yeah. didn't understand what was going on. So I've always been a seeker. I said, I got to figure this out. What's going on with me? And I also had like a lot of negative thoughts. I had a lot of negative ruminating thoughts about yeah. hating myself. What's wrong with me? Why am I so, you know, all of these things. But again, if you saw me on the outside, you'd have been like, you got it all going on. It's like, no, I really don't, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? So that was my journey. That's what really began probably in high school. And I just wanted to learn everything I possibly could about healing, emotional care. Um, I realized I must not love myself because of the way that I talk to myself. So I needed to learn how to love myself. Mm -hmm. um, that became such a quest of mine. Yeah. So I became a licensed therapist. I became a life coach. I studied under incredible mentors and teachers. I've been certified in just about everything under the sun. Um, and along the way, I continued to heal. I built a, a, a private practice. And after all these years, it was probably about 10 years ago when it dawned on me, I was actually in a training and I realized it was, I remember sitting on, on one of my teacher's couches and I was like, I get it. What I'm really looking for and what we're all looking for is how to be healthy adults. Because if I'm a healthy adult, then I know what to do with my anxiety. Or I'm going to know that I have it. Mm -hmm. um, I know that I'm codependent, maybe. I know that I'm a love addict, you know, whatever the heck it is. Yeah. So I decided, like, I need to do something with this. And again, it's this model. So I created this model. It's called the adult chair. I teach people how to live in the healthiest versions of themselves. Because what I realized also is that even though we grow up into adults, on the inside, we don't act like adults, at least not healthy adults all the time. Oh, yeah. You guys sure. know what I'm talking about, right? Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, so the model is a culmination of teachers, mentors, courses, certifications, as well as my own personal experience um, in working with my own life um, and, and as well as, as clients. So I kind of put it all together and here it is. And this so to bring you up to current day, I started the Adult Chair podcast about six years ago. Um, because the guy that was working on my, on my website kept saying, you've got something here. You've got to teach people this thing called the adult chair. I'm like, really? yeah. So I like threw it out there. I was like, all right, we'll put it out there. And it's just grown into this international like phenomenon. I'm like, it, it's like, it blows me away. It's very humbling, honestly. Um, but people all the time tell me it's like getting free therapy all the time. We hear that and it's grown into the adult chair membership. 
um, it's grown into the adult chair coaching certification because I have people all around the world all the time that ask me, where can I find an adult chair coach in my area? So I felt really compelled to start a coaching certification to teach people everything that I know and put it out there so I can help really the world heal. That is now my, my whole mission is I need to help the world to heal because we really need it and we don't know how to do it. Yeah. And a big part of the model is how you heal. You know, you guys know when someone says to you, well, you need to set a boundary or you need to love yourself. It's like, okay, but it's like how, yeah, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. I teach the how to help with all of that. So that's, so that's where I am today. I love that. I was actually just um, talking with a friend yesterday about reparenting our inner child. And we were talking about, there's a quote, and I don't remember who it was. It was some book she read that said, because we were talking about women and our ancestral generational trauma and everything that we inherit. And there was a quote that she said that was like, when one woman heals, we heal as a collective. And so it's like so powerful to think about like when we choose to like go down that journey for ourselves, how much of a difference we're making for people. So I think it's amazing that you've taken your own experience, which I can totally relate to. I felt like you were talking about myself, but I think it's amazing that you're now taking that and making it your purpose and helping the world heal. I think that's so beautiful. Yeah. So how does... Like, for example, the meditation I did this morning, how does connecting to that inner child within yourself begin that healing transition? That's a, that's a great question. So the, mo- the adult chair model is based on three developmental stages of our lives. I want to back up and talk to you about this sure. just for a second. That's so great. the first developmental phase is the child phase. And we're all children from age zero to six. But during that phase of development, we learn all about our true, you you girls know, you have children, you true emotions, right? Like we are learning from the age of zero to six about true emotions. So we're learning about sadness and grief and loneliness and happiness and all of these beautiful things. We also learn about true needs. So we learn about Um, let's say if I'm feeling sadness, I need a hug from mommy or daddy, right? Mm -hmm. I need you to tell me I'm okay. We learn about all these things when we're age zero to six. We also learn a lot of other things, but those are the two main things from age zero to six, right? There's spontaneity and intimacy and vulnerability, all these things too. So what happens though, as we age, so at age six to about 25, so it's pre-adolescence, adolescence, post-adolescence, so I call it the adolescent chair, during that phase is when the ego comes online. But what happens if we don't have parents that really reflect back to us, then we tuck that part away. Another thing that could happen would be if we don't have um, parents that validate our emotions. So let's just say Mm -hmm. if I'm a little kid and I'm crying all the time, and my parent says, don't be a cry, cry, a cry baby, stop crying. Or we get spanked if we cry too much or, you know, we get made fun of or whatever that is. We take that the inner child is responsible for those emotions. So when we hear that, we close down that part of us that Mm. is an inner child. So then we grow up and we become adults, but yet there's a part of us that's walled off or blocked off or tucked away or lost. It's lost. Mm -hmm. So the meditation that you did today is a beautiful one because it helps us to reconnect with the inner child. So what happens is it reactivates 
our emotional state, our needs. It helps us to get more in touch with our emotions and our needs and all the other beautiful things that happen in the child. I know there's women out there. Obviously, this is a mom podcast. Um, lots of moms listening to this who do feel like maybe they look in the mirror every day and think like, I don't love myself or I would like to love myself or who have I become? Um what 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 is your advice for the first you know step for them to heal you have to get to know who you are and we don't know who we are we think we've got to go outside for happiness we think we have to go outside of us to find peace it comes from within so it really takes some inner work so some things that i suggest to people are journaling is phenomenal phenomenal to get to know who you are. So start, you start writing like, who am I? What are my likes? You Mm -hmm. know, I was so codependent. I didn't even know what the heck I liked. I was like, I don't even know. So I had to start learning about who I was on the inside, separate Mm -hmm. from my husband, separate from my kids, separate from my friends and my family. What is Michelle really like? Who am I deep on the inside? And it takes sitting alone. And I've given this to homework for years with my clients. I'm like, you need to go home and sit by yourself, light a candle, make a cup of tea. I don't care. I want you to sit alone. It's not even about meditating, but sit alone and sit outside and look at, look at the snowfall, look at the birds in the backyard, whatever you have in the backyard for 20 minutes. And people come back and be like, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. I'm like, yeah, you got to be alone to get to know yourself. And what happens when you don't have a distraction is all this crap starts rising up. And we don't want to listen. So that's why I suggest journal it out. Get all this stuff out on paper. You got, It's a process of learning who you are and loving who you are. So that's a great first step. That's so true. It's um, this weekend uh, was the first weekend that uh, had my ex had the kids for like a longer period of time. He's going to start taking them four nights every two weeks instead of two. And it was a snowstorm as well so I was really just trapped by myself (laughs) and I was like I could sit here all day and I could watch tv but like I can't do that to myself like I have to do something that's going to make me happy and I was like oh gosh what is that like and it sounds so dumb but I was like I was like trying all these I like sat down I was like reading I like sat by the window I was just like you know, having a cup of coffee, looking outside of my dog. I was like, okay. And I was like, I really did. I was like, oh gosh, sit with yourself. So then I ended up singing karaoke music and made myself feel really great for like three hours. But then it was back to like, oh gosh, now here, it's just me and me. <laughs> but I love that tr- though. That's your inner child. You sang karaoke, that uh, activates the inner child because oh. you had fun. Oh, well, that's what I used to do in my garage when I was a kid. It was my favorite thing to do. And it still is my favorite thing to do. And every time I tell somebody that I do that for hours, they're like, they laugh at me and they're like, how? And I'm like, it gives me great joy to sing Whitney Houston for like a really long time. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. That's awesome. But, you know, I haven't done that in like a long time. And it kind of it was like the circumstances kind of put me in this position to be like, okay, you could be like lazy with yourself or you could like find something that makes you happy besides sitting around and thinking about like being alone or being sad or your friends couldn't come over or whatever. Like i I was like, okay, I got to do something that makes me happy. What is that? (laughs) Okay, but here's the thing that I would say to you, Carly. Be in. So if you have a snowstorm again and you don't have the kids, 
be in the sadness, the loneliness without your kids. Oh, be gosh, in it and so feel hard. it. Yeah. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. Here's the good news. You feel emotions for 90 seconds if you don't block them. Oh, okay. Hear that? So yes. if you fully sit in sadness without story, because what happens is we go into our sadness, it starts mm-hmm. feeling bad in the body, and then the ego kicks in, what I would call mm-hmm. the adolescent chair kicks in and goes, oh, yeah. and goes, you know, you wouldn't be so sad if you had your kids. And maybe this, and maybe I shouldn't have gotten, you know, whatever oh, yeah. you start saying oh, to yourself, yeah. right? That happens for sure. That's what prolongs the negative emotions. So yeah, for yeah, you, yeah. Carly, you've got to spend that time alone and get into those emotions. And I promise you, they will go through you. They will move through. Journal, what are you feeling? What's going on inside of me? Get a box of tissue, cry it out. Whatever you're feeling, you've got to move through. You've got to let it move through you because otherwise they're gonna be stuck inside of you. I promise. Oh dear, that's terrible. I don't want that. (laughs) Jay, it's really good at feeling her emotions. Um, yes, but I'm also somebody who can sit in them too long. I'm the opposite, Carly, where I feel everything, but I feel, and I feel everything very intensely, but I feel it too long. But here, but I question Jade. So is it that you're feeling it too long or you're getting into story? Like is your brain kicking up a story around the emotion? It's definitely the story. Mm. For sure. That's what keeps us stuck. Yeah. It's me replaying things, me wishing things were different, me, um, my self-worth is something that I've struggled with my whole life. It's that narrative of the self-negative talk that kicks in and eats me like a monster. Yeah. You know, I can be in that for hours. Yeah. 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 We do something called parts work in the adult chair. And that's what what I've realized over all these years of working with people and myself is that you, you just said, I've got this monster inside of me, right? It's a part of you. It's not all of you, Jade. It's one part of you that just wants your attention. So what we want to do when those voices come up, turn toward that voice. If you want to draw it out, you draw it out. What Mm. the heck is that monster look like? What does, what does that voice look like? What does that voice want to say to me? And this is where, again, you can journal it out. You can close your eyes and imagine that part sitting in front of you and you dialogue with it. And what I have found in my own healing journey and with thousands of clients now is that that part starts to morph and change and integrate with your true self with your true essence Mm. it it transforms but we've got to turn toward it so carly you've got to turn toward that grief because if you cut that out and just feel it's a game changer Oh man, yeah, that, will, that's really hard. You will go through that grief a lot faster. My midwife, our sessions would always turn into therapy sessions whenever I'd go in for like a checkup. <laughs> but she would, and I would always cry. But she would tell me that tears are your messenger, and they're here mm-hmm. to tell you something and to welcome that. And I, that's like something I haven't thought about in a while. But I remember her always telling me that. Yes, Cause, and it's also like fear. Like look fear in the face. You know, they always say look fear in the face, and that's your way out. And I think that's really cool. <laughs> yeah. You guys, this, that work, I mean, the inner child is, the way that I see it is inner child work is parts work too. Mm-hmm. But anytime you have anything that comes up, any, anything at all, turn toward it. Get curious about it. This is what we do from our adult chair. It's like, get curious about who's saying that to me. It's mm-hmm. not the same part of you. So the part of you that feels grief is different than the part of you that feels joy. And the part of you that Jade that is feeling sad, get to know it, turn into it and go, what do you want me to know? Who is saying this? 
typically it's a younger part. It's like a five-year-old part that just wants your attention. I'm getting so emotional right now because like um, the thoughts in my head are right now going there are things that I did here as a kid, but like, it's like, you're too emotional. You're too much. You need, you need to like, just like get over it, you know? And those are like, when I get there, that's what I hear, but that's my, that's what my inner child, you know, that's what I heard as a kid. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Jade, what would you say to your kids? What do you say now to your kids if they are upset and they're crying? What do you do or say? Um, I let them feel it (laughs) and I love them regardless. Yeah. You gave me goosebumps head to toe. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) This is your work. So you have a little girl inside of you that's upset right now that heard those words when you were growing up. And unfortunately, the people that said those words to you, they were the ones that weren't healthy. Right. This is not a judgment or blame on anybody. Let me just say that up front. Right. Those people that raised you did the best that they could do with the tools that they had. We all do. Right. (laughs) Yeah. 100%. However, they gave you some mess, a message that was hurtful to who you are as a human, as a little girl. Right. So your job now is to imagine little Jade. What did you, how old do you think you are? Five? Um, who was the little girl that got the message? Um, probably, probably like around eight because that's, eight. um, Great. I had two younger brothers at that age and I was the oldest and I had to be the role model, the perfect kid. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. so I felt like I was always performing for my parents to earn love. And then we always shoved everything under the rug, any kind of feelings. We never talked about anything. So I always felt like I couldn't talk to my parents about things. And if I felt certain things, they were bad. Um, but I feel like around eight is when I really started feeling like a lot of like performance and, and that, and the emotions weren't like allowed, you know? So do you want to do a little bit of work right now, Jake? If, if Carly's, are you okay? With oh it? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. I, <laughs> I'm like, let me get my hands on you, <laughs> No, Jade. this is okay. fun. People, we all need help. It's simple psychology meets grounded spirituality. You plug it into anything and it works. Okay, Jade. So think about your eight-year-old standing next to you or sitting next to you. You got her? Yeah. <laughs> so how, how old are you today, Jade? I am 35. Okay, so 35. So you're going to be 35 with me. I want you to see your little eight-year-old next to you. Okay. Now... This is a little girl that, that heard messages. Tell me again the messages. Like, don't cry. What were your messages when you are eight? Um, yeah, I mean, don't show emotions. Um, just shove it under the rug. Um, and, then, and, and just, like, be perfect. Be an example. Be a role model. Don't mess up. <laughs> So as you're saying all this right now, if you can, if you want to close your eyes, you can or not, whatever feels comfortable for you. Just imagine the little eight-year-old next to you. What's happening with her as you're bringing all this up right now? Go with the first thought that comes to you. Um, I just, I actually, which is weird. I feel her like supporting me. Mm. Okay. So can you say to her, I've got this. I'm 35. I'm a mother. I've got you. Mm. Mm. And what happens? Yeah. What happens when you say that to her? Relief. <laughs> yeah. So here's the thing, Jade. I'm going to be a healthy adult for you right now. You can look at me just for one second. It's, 
it's okay to cry. It's okay to have emotion. And it's really, really healthy. And there was nothing wrong with you when you were having all those emotions. That's what's true. That's what's true. Yeah. You actually, what baby, you both have had babies. When that baby, when your babies came out, were they crying? Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> right? Eventually, yes. And they still do cry. That's healthy. That's what we do. That's part of being human is crying. And the people that can't handle, quote unquote, are crying. They're the ones that have the issues, right? But what happens is they project their stuff on us. And that's what happened to you, Jane. Your work is to continue to work with this little eight-year-old and turn toward her. To, and, and you got to learn how to step into 35-year-old right. you and say to her, I've got you and it's okay to have emotions. You're healthy. I feel so much sadness around her. Like she really feels like something's wrong with her for feeling all these emotions. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. No, I just think like she just doesn't feel loved. Yeah. So ask her what needs to happen for her to feel loved. Um, to just be fully accepted. Like she just wants that to feel that she can just be herself. And that's enough to be loved. Yeah. So why don't you let her know? I've, so you are going to be in your 35-year-old adult self. You're talking to 8-year-old self. Okay. So look at 8-year-old self again and say to her, I accept you yeah. for being yourself. You're lovable for being you. And I'm so glad you're here with me. And I love your emotions. Share them with me anytime. I want to hear from you. So all the things that you didn't hear when you were growing up that you wish you had heard, it's time to say them to her now. Yeah. And that is how another way that we heal these in, this inner child part. This is how we heal this inner self. So then you won't feel bad about having emotions, right? So this is on, I would give this to you as homework now. Like as we go on, you just want to continue to like once a day, close your eyes for one minute or two minutes connect with an eight-year-old and go, I just want you to know I'm here. I'm so glad that you're here. And I fully, fully accept you. You're incredible. You can be yourself. You said the words, be yourself and to be fully accepted. That's what you want. Yeah. It's beautiful. I feel So you can do that for her. I feel like, as you were saying that, I was just like saying it to her in my, my mind. But my yeah. heart feels more at peace right now. Beautiful. Like I feel like she's there in my heart right now yeah she is yeah she is so beautiful thank you for allowing yeah, me yeah thank you i'm sorry you. i like hijacked the podcast no I this been, is great this is great i just like when you were talking earlier i was like i could feel everything surfacing i was like oh my gosh i don't know what i'm feeling right now but Aww. yeah no thank you it was an honor to work with you thank you first off thank thank you for <sighs> taking the time to be with us in general and thank you so much for that as well um what a gift where can everyone uh find more information where can we find you um so that we can get our listeners connected to you as well yeah for sure well everything that i do is at theadultchair.com 
Um, we have a membership and the membership really is, again, people say it's like a deep dive into therapy, but you, it's personal therapy. It's self work that you do. So mm. you get a live teaching, you get a meditation, you get a live Q and A with me. I give you self discovery work every single week. So it's a lot of journaling going really deep and people have profound healing in that. Um, again, I've got the certification program and of course you can find me on Instagram at Michelle Shelfont and I'm on Facebook and we have a beautiful adult share closed Facebook group where people go in and they just talk about what's going on emotionally with them and they get guidance from others. So it's an amazing group of people there too. That's amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being with us. We really, really, really appreciate you. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. Thank you, girls. Thank you. She was incredible. Yeah. I mean, okay. So we have guests that come on here that sometimes have these like, you know, websites with different programs that, you know, you can purchase. And I feel like lots of the time they don't, they just like give us like hints at what's in there. You know, they give us like little breadcrumbs. (laughs) I honestly think it's smarter marketing to to do what she did with me. If we're talking, if we're talking that angle, I feel like the best thing she gave me, which is something that I do very easily is give my own power away. And I don't know if that's mm. another inner mm. child thing. Like if that's something. Oh, I'm sure. Which I'm sure it is. Like I can think of certain instances. But um, for her to say like, okay, I need you to be here as the 35-year-old uh-huh. self. Yeah. Um, yeah. I kept telling myself that inside. Okay, like I'm going to be here as my 35-year-old self. Like I can do that. And like finding that grounding in myself. At, 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 like mm-hmm. not holding on to my power. Um, uh-huh. which isn't, like I said, which is kind of a hard thing for me to do was really like an amazing like gift she gave me because I can sort of, it was like permission that I feel like sometimes I don't get. And I was like, okay, I'm giving myself, I am a, you know, I am, I am a 35 year old woman <laughs> yeah. who can stand in her own power and walk myself through this. It was just really cool. Yeah. Really cool. Um, everybody seriously go go check her website out theadultchair.com i would suggest everyone go check it out because it's really cool and and that's all i have to say about that <laughs> see you later i'm gonna go heal myself <laughs> <laughs> well thank you all for listening to mommy's tell all we love you and appreciate you and we hope that this podcast was really um impactful to you too because i know carly and i took a lot away from it so thank you again for listening and we will see you next week